Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 5th of April, the 95th day of 2021, affording us 270 days until 2022. Today in 1921, the American Birth Control League, also known as the ABCL, founded by activist Margaret Sanger, was incorporated under the laws of New York State. Within the next three years, the ABCL membership would grow to 27,500 and have 10 branches maintained in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Colorado, and British Columbia. This morning and for the next couple of mornings in the southeast sky, a little before sunrise, look for the waning crescent moon keeping company with the largest and second largest planets of our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, respectively. Also, come Thursday evening in the north sky, we can practice finding the Little Dipper by first finding the Big Dipper, which will be positioned upside down. On the left is the front end of the Dipper, defined by the uppermost star, Merak, and the star just below it, Dube. Scribe an imaginary descending line connecting the two, and then extend the line until it meets the star Polaris below, also known as the North Star, which is at the end of the handle of the Little Dipper. And speaking of Little Dippers, near the end of this past week, the Bangor Daily News carried a front-page headline reading, All Mainers 16 and up to be eligible for shots, April 7. Governor accelerates timeline as virus persists. That headline would be complemented several pages later in the same edition of the paper with Maine sees highest single-day increase in new virus cases since early February. A microcosm of that at the moment, unfortunately, is the University of Maine at Orono, where some of our face-to-face classes are morphing into hybrids because students have either recently contracted the COVID virus or have recently been near someone who has, and then those students must quarantine and virtually attend class via Zoom. Also of concern, especially to those of us who are testing regularly every week, is that the overall rates of testing on campus have sunk to 66%, meaning 34% of the employees and students on campus have now become wild cards. Moreover, as of this past week on a national scale, at least 554,000 Americans have lost their lives to COVID-19 more than two and a half times the guess Anthony Fauci made a year ago. Tired the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had approached 130 million, again an increase of at least 4 million cases globally since the week before. And along with the escalation globally of those confirmed cases, the numbers are now verging on 2.9 million inhabitants of planet Earth having died since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. We here in the U.S., with 4% of the world's population, have had 25% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and 20% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. In other words, we're now at 30.6 million cases since the beginning of the pandemic and 554,000 deaths. 
Right behind us in confirmed cases are Brazil with 12.9 million cases and India with 12.4 million cases. France continues in fourth place with 4.8 million cases, barely nudging out Russia, which has 4.6 million cases. The UK, with 4.4 million cases, is in sixth place, and Italy remains in seventh place with 3.6 million cases. Currently behind us in the COVID fatality rankings are, in second through fourth place, Brazil, Mexico, and India. Today in 1900 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Carrie Tracy gave prayerful thanks for her second son, Spencer, while her husband, John, bought drinks for everyone in every saloon in town. Spencer had a rough childhood, complicated by his predilection for fighting as he wandered from town to town looking for opponents. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us Spencer had been through 15 schools by the time he had finished 8th grade. No small wonder that truancy, bad behavior, and poor performance became causes and effects. He became friends with Pat O'Brien, who wanted to be an actor. The two attended Milwaukee's Marquette Academy and soon enlisted in the U.S. Navy together during World War I. Later, they would also be accepted to New York's American Academy of Dramatic Arts, with lucky breaks soon following. And today in 1908 in Lowell, Massachusetts, Betty Davis was born to Harlow Morrill Davis, an upper-class father, a Harvard Law School-educated patent attorney, and a blue-blood mother, Ruth Favor Davis. Both parents had Pilgrim ancestry. Betty was pushed into show business by her mother, and although Betty succeeded professionally, winning Academy Awards for Best Actress in Dangerous in 1935 and Jezebel in 1938, and performing in such classics as All About Eve in 1950, she was divorced four times, and her own daughter grew distant and wrote a severely critical book, My Mother's Keeper, about Betty's poor mothering. Late in life, Betty said, I always knew I would end up an old woman on a hill. Today is also the birthday of English philosopher Thomas Hobbes, born in 1588, of American education pioneer Booker T. Washington in 1856, of American college football coach Pop Warner in 1871, of American actor Gregory Peck in 1916, of actor Frank Gorshin in 1934, of American General Colin Powell in 1937, of American singer and co-founder of The Miracles, Ronnie White, in 1939, and of American actor and jazz musician Michael Moriarty in 1941. From Arnold, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third official week of spring.